Grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideship Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, and Kerry Warbis. Uh, Matthew is up to his eyeballs in boxes, in-laws, tidying, cleaning builders' materials off the balcony. Anyway, he's busy. So it's Fickbis, aka Warbling, for uh, one more week. Kerry, uh, I really <laughs> wish Matthew was here, not first of all because I love him, and mm. two, because he's entertaining, yeah. and three, because it would share the exquisite agony of having to talk about this maybe the worst ever week of the archers i know uh, we are a bit of a stuck record aren't we i feel in our criticisms but i can't think of anything good to say about this week i I honestly can't and i'm so sorry to the listeners because often we you know slate things here and there and you know a lot of it is nonsense why wouldn't we but I'm struggling this week. Honestly, before I plugged my microphone in, I was thinking, I've made my notes. I've listened twice. Um, I can't think of anything that was funny or interesting of the content of The Archers at all. (laughs) I mean, there were things that were unintentionally funny. Yeah. But not many of those either. I don't know. I'd rather be making an IKEA extendable dining table than having to listen. I'm not going to listen to the omnibus. I can't listen to this. What time. three times in one week? I cannot do that. No. I might. I might force Matthew to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, penance. Yeah. Um, let's chuck an advert in, and I think mm. I found something hopefully vaguely interesting to say. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So hear me out, Kerry. First of all, to extend your analogy of mm. um, the uh, stuck record, I mean, if we think of it as an earworm, like most weeks when we say um, that it's terrible, mm. it's kind of like it's kind of like you know the kind of the zany the zany novelty record that actually secretly thinks quite fun, like you know mm. we built this city or something. It's you know it's it's shite, but it's good. Whereas, yeah. this, whereas this week was, I don't know, like being locked in a lift with Suella Breverman. It's just, there's no upside. It's just, it's all bad. But then, but then as a little sort of community, you know, we are, you know, as we are all birds of a feather, the reason I think we tune into the archers is because mm-hmm. like you, you made me think of this when you said there was nothing to laugh about. Well, that's why I tune in. It's for the fun bits. And then I put up with some of the other stuff. And then the, 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 the overly, the overly kind of like pompous bits 
um, I get to laugh at that as well. But this this kind of sat in the middle. It was kind of Adam thinking about his career. Oh. Helen Helen talking about the you know the, the legal ramifications of Rob coming back in her life. It's not even the stabby, bleedy, going to jail stuff. It's like you know, it's like you know, cut price. It's print. losing your purse and yeah. losing a letter. It's George's career. It's it's Oliver making cocktails. I mean it. Even it's just it's all the middle of the road stuff. Nothing exciting. Even the argument today was implausibly wrapped up in thirty seconds. Oh, the um, Emma and Tracy thing. Yeah, Susan's like, mm-hmm. "You're an aunt. You're a sister." And suddenly, bang, they're best mates again. I actually really enjoyed your wedding. It was all summery and fun. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Do you think Susie was like, "For God's sake, I can't say this shite." <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then suddenly, like, back into character. Oh, you had a summary and fend that dress whilst. <laughs> well, she's buggering off to Weatherfield as well, isn't she? It's, so, yeah, we. this is um, something that I think Matthew flagged up a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Oh, by the way, that's my darling son throwing Aww. shit in the background. That's nice. Oh, God, he doesn't say Oh, shit good. fit. I thought you said throwing shit around. Is he all right? I mean, maybe both. We don't know. There's... <laughs> <laughs> But so Susie Riddell's going to Coronation Street and looks a bit like, well, in that picture that you showed, it looks like she's quite a stern character. That's going yeah, to very stern. Ryan Early's off to Weatherfield. The casting agent and the agents for Coronation Street and the Archers obviously have a very tidy relationship. Mm. Or the cream will rise to the top. Maybe that. Because those are two good actors. They're two of the yeah. good actors from from the show. And also, they're very nice people, so it could just be karma slash talent. Yeah, but how will so is Tracy going to vanish from our ear holes? Because Ryan seems to be, you know, Helen at the end of tonight said, uh, oh, "I'm not going to America. Jack is more important than you. Goodbye." So that's his like ticket to Weatherfield, isn't it? To to get the hell out. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I I was I. Really enjoyed talking to Ryan, and he is a very nice chap. So I feel bad about saying this, but I would sort of—I've gone back to disliking Lee as a character. Yeah, um, like originally I intended, which isn't like, his fault. No, exactly. Yeah. So I would, I would be able to, I would be able to f- sort of like comfort myself if Lee went away. That at least Ryan has gone on to bigger and better things with Coronation Street. Yeah. Whereas losing Tracy would feel more like of a body blow because she has become such a beloved character. It would take one hell of a person to mm. come in and feel, fill the shoes. I mean, for instance, Tony, the actor who plays Tony does a very good job. The actor who played Tony before played, did a very good job, but, but either way, it's a shit character. So you don't really care. You're like, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so, but, but someone like, you know, how could you replace um, Linda? Yeah. How could you replace Jim? You know, it just doesn't seem. It can't work, can it? No. Yeah, so I'm wondering whether Tracy's character is going to somehow disappear a little bit. She has been on air for a, a lot over mm. the last two, three years. And and typically you would expect her to have a bit of a holiday anyway. Like I said, yeah. slightly erroneously last two weeks ago that, um, uh, you know, they got rid of Rex and Toby, but actually they haven't. They're still, mm. you know, they could easily be reactivated. Um, who else has been away for a long time? Um, Johnny. <laughs> jo- Johnny, where's Johnny? Is he still? Is he still supposed to be living on the farm? Yeah, they keep mentioning him recently, don't they? Right, yeah. And you think, well, 
slapping his slapping the sun cream on his um <laughs> on his pate. Yeah, on his, ball, his, yeah. his growing bald patch. Yeah, I think um, maybe because Chelsea and Brad could be brought more to the fore in that household couldn't they, if Tracy possibly... Yeah. I mean, this is all conjecture. She might be in it every bloody week and be at Weatherfield, we I don't got, know. We're desperate. Yeah, yeah we whole, are desperate. It's going to be a whole half hour of conjecture this week. Yeah. Should we Should we try and see off some of the topics? Yes. Could be topics has never sounded more kind of like a disingenuous term ever. Mm-hmm. Right. I just to, uh, So number one, ambitious Adam. Did you notice something particular yeah. about Adam this week? And last week, I think I mentioned it on last week's pod, but did you notice anything about oh. his behaviours um, that stood out? No. <laughs> well, I've, I've just done an impersonation of it. He pretty much laughs um, at the end of every sentence, right? Because I think someone has told him, right, what you need to portray and convey here is that you're kind of much happier, you're feeling more content with life because, you know, you've found your sister, you've, you're at home farm and it's stimulating you. And even Ian said, oh, you've, you've had much more energy since you've been at home farm. He didn't say that, Gary. What he said was, that's my Ian impersonation. Truffle oil. Well, spinach roll. Um, yeah, so he's he's sort of been told, I think, a bit more upbeat, you know, you sound like you're loving life a bit more. And he's translated that into going, <laughs> at the end of everything he says. If you do get a chance to listen to the Omnibus, Peter, you will notice it now that it's been pointed out. And we spoke of it on Twitter and everyone else was in agreement that it's a very strange affectation that obviously with Adam, who normally sounds like a paranoid android person, it's even more striking. He honestly, he laughed six times at the end of each sentence on in Tuesday's episode. I had to count it. Being completely honest, when you originally start used to sort of bully <laughs> Adam, <laughs> Yeah. The actor. I did feel a bit uncomfortable about it. I was like a bit kind of like, oh, mm. you know, because we were we were always trying to be quite kind of cheerful about the the archers and we could have we'd sort mm. of agreed we were going to be as nice as possible about the acting. Like it was always going to be about the the, the story arc or we yeah. you know, like try not to be, you know, try and remember that they're doing a job and stuff. But at a certain point, <laughs> you just it it's like it's just relentless the same thing with helen like it doesn't matter how, what i don't care what the direction has been it, i don't care you know how bad the scripting is at a certain point you you know you're allowed to just be incredibly bored with a character and incredibly bored with them turning up and mm. i've had enough of adam yeah. i just it, it doesn't offer any because and it, this isn't the actor's fault like all he cares about is his career. Well, I don't care about, I, I don't even talk about my own career when I go out to, to the pub. No. <laughs> so how am I supposed to spend 15 minutes listening to him kind of like, and I just really am. I didn't realise how much energy I'm getting from the farm. <laughs> like, it's just so f***ing dull. I know, I know. 
Oh, no. I mean, he's talking about it with his partner. I presume you talk about your job to Charlotte when you get home. Or maybe you don't. I guess so. But then but then that just gives Ian a chance to do his gurgling. And that irritates me <laughs> as well. I mean, I might dislike Ian as much as I like Adam. I, you, know, I, 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 you know, I dislike them as, as a couple. Yeah, there ain't nothing to like there, is there? We're failing there if you don't have anything nice to say, say nothing at all, Test, although we are supposed to say something, so we're kind of trapped. But um, (laughs) with Adam, Mm -hmm. he is one of these characters who the story arcs always go, Adam is trying to strive for success, and then Brian or his penis get him in trouble. Like, that's it, time and time again. It's either his penis or Brian who let him down. So assuming that it's um, not his penis this time, because I think... Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to let him settle down. I don't think they, I think they've actually probably would realise that it's almost getting like homophobic to keep on having him being promiscuous. Yeah. Like they need to just let him be a father and actually show a a gay couple successfully bringing up a child. I think that's important. So I I hope they're not going to do that. So we can assume it's Brian. So how is your lovely, wonderful Brian going to screw up Adam's life? I think it might be the opposite this time. Really? Brian's going to give Adam a step up because there was all that pandering, wasn't there, last week, which could have been just to get Adam to help out, possibly. Uh, But I do think, because Adam keeps going on and on and on about, you know, well, I don't know what Brian's idea of the future of the farm actually is. And you you don't seem interested in it very much, Alice, because Alice is happy doing her stuff at the stables he he's quite keen to grab at that opportunity yeah. really isn't he well, maybe stella's going to be the new brian so we're going to have yeah he's, so he thinks he's he's over the moon because he's been he's freed himself of the shackles of brian him and brian are now like best buddies which is yeah. quite nice those scenes they get something positive and now <laughs> but, but brian's going to be like but no i can't success stella she's doing a great job i really believe in all this stuff she's doing he's going to make them work together and Stella's going to be the, you know, the cynical um, soak the land in pesticides. But <laughs> Adam is so desperate to move away from being. Do you think Adam might throw Stella under the bus or under the drill <laughs> to, to Brian and go, you, know, you think she's great. Look what she did, even though it was him who encouraged her to. When Adam is immoral, it's. It's because he's, it's, well, I'm ignoring the sex stuff now, right? It's ignoring his affairs. But apart from his love life, I think he's quite a, quite a true and moral guy. I don't think he would throw someone under the bus. He nicked five grand though. Apart from the thieving <laughs> and the, and the affairs. He's quite a moral guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm. I don't give a shit about him and what happens to him. Okay. At all. All right. I think, do you know what I mean? I honestly don't care. Yeah. So that neatly leads, leads <laughs> us on to Helen. Yes, it does. Oh, oh, actually, Adam, just reversing slightly, the only other thing he was involved in this week is the cricket, wasn't it? Yeah, let's and get the that. Hil- let's hilarious get that. Um, situation where Chris is a great cricketer. And Tom and Tracy are vying to have Chris on their teams. And Tracy just goes, right, you can have him, but I'm swapping him for Adam or the other way around. I don't know. 
top five least plausible moments in Archer's history. <laughs> in at number five, Harrison catching someone um, committing a crime. At number four, uh, Tracy and Tom making a deal to swap Adam for Chris. And then the idea that uh, 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 Tom is then going to go and break the news to, to Adam. It's absolutely bananas. Yeah, without asking either of them first. And also, people were pointing out that last year they couldn't string a cricket team together. They were scrabbling oh. about for players. Now they've got two T20 teams. Yeah, and it's also um, it's a, a guy with a, a guy with a three-year-old and a guy with um, almost you know toddling twins. These are the two men who suddenly have <laughs> <laughs> acres of time to spare. And Tracy. Yeah. Who's who's um who's like, juggling multiple jobs and uh, uh, and has a slightly chaotic home life and is planning a wedding. <laughs> All yeah. perfectly reasonable. And for, see, it gets to the point where it's actually really patronising to expect us to believe any of this. Yeah, isn't it? It's borderline abuse. Expecting us to believe this. Also, herbs. The herbs that they've picked from the edible pigging forest to take to the shop to sell. And, oh, I'll give Ian a bunch of those. The edible garden, forest, whatever it is, wasn't that only set up a couple of months ago? I mean... When was that put into place? We need Matthew here for that. He'd know the hour of the day. He'd also know how long it takes to grow various yeah. herbs. Not those herbs, Matthew, I wasn't having a go at that. <laughs> but it seems a bit, you know, this bloody forest, it's grown right quick, hasn't it? Oh, it's it's up there with the word brand for when I just hear it. I just feel mm. a little bit of me die. I'm so, so sick of it. You did WhatsApp us, didn't you, saying <laughs> really quite angry. Say edible forest one, one more, more time. time. Go on, say f***ing edible forest one more. To me and Matthew, and we were like... Right, Peter, are you okay? <laughs> I think, yeah, I just, I just felt kind of triggered, and I can't, I can't say it's Twitter anymore because I've locked my Twitter account. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just anyway, I just, couldn't, mm. uh, I locked my Twitter account actually. Slight, say, slight side, um, uh, slight side topic. Mm. I locked it because I wanted to stop ranting about the Tories. Ah. I just realised it was using up too much of my time, like just ranting about them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I if I lock my Twitter account, then I've got no, I don't mm. can't do that anymore. It, it's actually very calming. It's actually made me feel a lot better about the world, not constantly writing acerbic, you know, tweets <laughs> about our government. Mm. I thought you'd locked it because you didn't want your new employer to see you I didn't want raging. Them ranting about the Tories, exactly. <laughs> A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> Thank you, Kerry. You know me so well. That's right. Um, yeah, so cricket, 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 blah, blah, blah. That's happening. I'm brave until I'm not brave. <laughs> <laughs> so the T20 thing, that's happening this weekend, isn't it? Don't give a shit about that either. Shit about Adam. I don't give a shit about that. Nope. Um, I did ask on Twitter what the T stands for in a sort of wry poll. Uh, what I hadn't bargained on was loads of people telling me what it actually stands for, which I knew anyway. <laughs> but I put things like tossers and tedious and, you know, very hilarious it was, really obvious. But, yeah, I got loads of replies saying T stands for 20. 
because it's 20 overs. Thank you. Yep. Okay. I hope we don't hear too much of that over the weekend, that cricket. It's better than the alternative. I'll tell you what, though. I did have a quite charitable thought this week (laughs) (laughs) about the archers as well. Yeah. Because I did, I was sitting here looking out the window. I just thought, actually, writing an interesting diary every day for other people to listen to, which essentially is like a diary, isn't it, of all these people. It's like, today I got up, I had breakfast. I'd rather hear that, actually. Got up, had breakfast, (laughs) went to the loo than some of the stuff that they do show. But it, it, it must be quite a challenge to come up with, which, which is why they come up with all this shit, isn't it? I've only just realised this. It was like some sort of epiphany. Again, to be fair, and I think I was kind of hinting at this earlier, but, you know, we, we, have, our, we have our particular perspective. We have the things we like. And then we have, and then we remember that there's other constituencies. And some people like the kind of folksy, mm. boring stuff. And I think why it's kind of failing at the moment for us is because they're just they're leaning too. It's way too heavily to, to favor. It's favoring the kind of whimsical mm. picket fence brigade. contrived. Yeah, and people who like that. It's like you know, there's a reason I don't listen or watch to any other soap operas. I don't. There's no no Coronation Street, no mm. Brookie, no um, uh, like El Dorado. None of these things for me. And so why do I listen to the archers? And I think it is because every now and again, they do do some absolutely batshit stuff that I quite enjoy, you know? Mm. And, and yeah, and I know you and I disagree about some of these things, but I, I loved Tiger and Lillian, how, just how stupid it was. Like, and when Justin mm. first turned up, I really enjoyed Justin. He's who's been, who actually his job has been kind of taken over by Martin Gibson, which you enjoyed a couple of weeks. Ago. Yes. Just yeah. pantomime villain. Yeah. Nonsense. And I think the new story editors, who are, I think, from Corrie, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. I think the new story editor, about two years old or whatever, he is from Corrie and they're trying to... He's two years old. That explains everything. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah, Cyrus could do a better job. Um, But, but, you know, I think they're trying to go for this more kind of like gritty, kind of like, you know realistic sort of sexy kind of it's like not. it's not realistic no is it? it's not realistic every five minutes someone's having to organize something against a timetable um and you know there's always a competition between two people or more than two people for some reason yeah just i want everyday stuff the relationship things and i think they they probably think or it gives it brings the friction to it if you have people competing or you but it's just but they can have friction like they can like i remember like scenes like and i've mentioned this before like i absolutely loved the scene when um jazza was caught eyeing up um mm. tracy's ass on the cctv in the show like little things yeah. like that that's yeah. really fun like you're saying like a diary entry like these little kind of like vignettes yes. or kind of peeks into like you and Matthew got so much fun out of just waiting for someone to die on that staircase I know <laughs> the treacherous steps the treacherous steps so you know there's there's mm. actually like we all have in in their desire to kind of sex it up they're actually trampling over a lot of the kind of very yes superficially tedious stuff that is 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 quite fun 
Yeah, I like the bread and butter bit. I like that more than these contrived situations. Yeah, like Ardil. Okay, so they're they're sitting in the script meetings and they've probably got some big thing planned. They're like, and then this is going to happen at um, Great Gables. And they don't realise that actually, I think it was probably Gary Davis because it was just, it had his kind of like slight, Mm. him skewering Linda at Lillian's house yeah. was one of the most fun scenes of the last few months. Yeah. That's what I tune in for. That was really, really enjoyable. And you can hear the actor enjoying it as well. Mm. Like Tracy and Emma, that row today, there was no sparkle in the actor's voices. Mm. Whereas, uh, um, I don't know, um, Kenton, Kenton doing some Looney Tunes bollocks with a peacock. <laughs> you can really hear the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you completely mm. yeah. yeah and what are we to do though we have no control over this they're gonna are they gonna carry on in this vein i don't think it's all doom and gloom but i think that i think all they need to do is they need to kind of they just need they just need to remember it's like being in a couple isn't it carrie it's like being in any good partnership mm-hmm. where you need to remember that that you know the other person's preferences no matter how nonsensical nonsensical they seem to you like for instance charlotte is Charlotte is, and she's wrong about this, a <laughs> uh, uh, prongs and blades on cutlery down in the dishwasher person, right? That means she's wrong. That's the stupid <laughs> way of doing it, right? <laughs> you need the prongs and the f- blades upwards so they get the benefit of the spray <laughs> and they get clean, okay? I love your gritted teeth, as yeah. you're saying. But which way do we do it, Kerry? Which way do we do the dishwasher? We do it Charlotte's way because it's not, worth you know she cares more about it than i do right she's upset that she's got some kind of batshit crazy idea that some, you know we're going to impale ourselves on these f-ing forks anyway <laughs> but anyway so that's when charlotte gets away with that the point is the script writers need to be a me in this situation and you know, no matter how stupid it seems to them metaphorically put the you know put the blades and prongs down into the containers uh, and bend to our whims exactly just okay Chuck us a bit of shite. <laughs> oh, bless you. I do love you. Um, <laughs> how how laboured and tortured was that analogy? Enough? Great. Yes. Fabulous. Hey, what did you have as yeah, your... Yeah, very easy laboured and tortured um, segue <laughs> there, Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have? I'm just looking at my notes ahead of me on the screen, and I was looking at um, vanilla sponge, egg mayonnaise sandwiches, sausage rolls, which is supposedly the sort of wedding feast isn't it did you have Um, that sort of thing i didn't eat any food at our wedding oh did you eat any food at your wedding i've never been married have you not no did you have a buffet you were children out of wedlock i did very (laughs) warbis but did you have like a sit down meal did you have a buffet did you have both Uh, yeah uh apparently the food was very nice but i was (laughs) too busy you know so mingling try it yeah that's very disappointed oh what's a shame because jazza he i know tracy stropped off didn't she because emma was driving her nuts by yeah. bragging about george so jazza took over um and he wanted a scottish theme and emma sort of went oh you can have a tartan tablecloth thinking that <laughs> that'll do but he wanted traditional scottish food and she said what like deep fried chocolate bars and P- Scottish people on Twitter were not happy with that. 
that stereotyping. But wasn't it covered off because Jazz had put her in her place? Well, yeah, Jazz then said a whole list of things, didn't he? Totty scone, stovies, clooty dumpling, rumble thump, crappy heeds, it sounded like. I'm sure it's not crappy heeds, the heeds of craps. Uh, which was fish head stuff with oats. Well, you'll be doing crappy heeds if you eat fish head stuff with oats, <laughs> won't you? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so just food is quite nice, isn't it? Let's talk about food. Surely that's a hilarious incoming plot that... She's going to have a go at making them, is she? That Tracy's going to um, get incredibly upset that um, she wanted little kind of like, you know, egg and crest sandwiches and, you know, easy, you know, easy picnic food and instead it's going to be <laughs> a heaving table of... Um, Fish heads. Stodge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that see, now that would be quite funny. If the table is full of fish heads stuffed with oats, <laughs> I that I might actually it, re, it would restore my faith in this program. They had Tracy on air this week, and yet they still managed to make it boring, which is quite a quite an achievement. And Jazza, ja, do you do you like domesticated Jazza? Do you like the new kind of um, more sort of? Uh, I quite I quite like the fact that yeah. he's bring into being a uh, you know I like him. I don't like it when he gets a bit kind of like alpha male and tries to be too sort of, you know, defensive and protecting. Yeah, I kind of don't know how they put up with each other, though, really. Uh, they do love each other, but, oh, they wind each other up. Um, but what, having said that, when Emma started slagging Jazza off to Tracy mm. and saying, God, you know, look at what Jazz has done in this time. I could tell you a thing or two about him. She's like, go on then. Yeah, there was there wasn't much for her to say, was there? Also, I don't. I at which moment has Tracy ever seemed like the kind of shy, naive <laughs> uh, wallflower? It's you know, we'd be like, yeah, okay, he's done this. Yeah, same here. It's basically basically what it is is the if a man does it, he's a stud. If a woman does it, she's a slut. Sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, Jazz has been a bit of a slut. I'm very very convinced that Tracy probably was in her day as well. And he was into drugs and everything, wasn't he? Yeah, mm. but, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I think I've said this on air before, but I get very, I get very, basically what it is, in America, it cocaine was, um, cocaine had different sentencing levels, didn't it, to crack, even though they're basically, yeah, just, it's basically one is cooked from the other and it's all to do with kind of snobbery. So it's like, you know, you're an yeah. alcoholic if you're drinking special brew, but, you know, having three gin, gin and tonics in a row like Lillian and you're just, you know, mm. a fun-loving dipsomaniac. Imagine if all the Tories who take Coke were actually on crack cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. I wouldn't put anything past them. Um, it's not even, the thing is, you don't even have to say anything like uh, allegedly. Like, no, they've owned up to it. Boris Johnson has owned up to it. Michael Gove has owned up to it. What, what taking it? coke? Yeah. Well, I think sort of like surely about seventy percent of adults have, haven't they? No, I think I think the statistic I think is very low actually. Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's just amongst my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think no. I mean, and also it's going down a lot. Like um, mm. the younger generation, like uh, Mimi and Max's generation, are doing mm. a lot less drugs than than our generation. Uh, our our generation, if you're calling like you know, at yeah. coming of age, late eighties, early nineties, yeah, our Gen generation, X. 
yeah, was like the high point of drug taking. Oh, well, I've, I've achieved something in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the high point of something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but talking about Tracy not falling for stuff as well and not being naive, mm. that, that Tom joke where he was going, oh, and Chris's ankle is actually a football at the moment. I was surprised she fell for that. But, but, mm. but then as she said, oh, I can't believe you tried to get away with that lie, Tom. Like, I'll easily find that out. I'll talk to our Susan. And and it was just like, yes, yes, that was appalling. Yeah. Because I was I had my first I had my first bath in about half a decade. I was listening to that. Oh, you filthy uh, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, um, Peter. No, but it's a bath having a bath's horrible. Anyway. I know I haven't had one for donkeys either. It's it showers. Oh, Russ, All the yeah. way, yeah. So I was lying there in the bath, feeling very sorry for myself. Um, and uh, because of what you could see in the bath. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was like it just basically it's this flat pink sort of skin <laughs> of blubber. I just sort of settled in. It was just you know like a a couple of little bumps where a foot or a finger came out. <laughs> Did you have bubbles? Oh uh, no, no. Just I, I didn't know. No, I just it was just anyway. It's a horrible picture. People are going to be, you know, physically <laughs> sick. But I would. That's when I was listening to that mm. part of the week, and I was deeply unhappy. Did you uh, splash your water <laughs> in contempt? I did. Yeah, I had a little temper tantrum and then stomped yeah. out of the bathroom. I did, you know, um, it was a, half an hour had gone by before I realised I still had my um, shower cap on. And was, <laughs> that's how upset I was. <laughs> I can just imagine you with a shower cap on and your steamed up glasses. Oh, I think fungus to bogeyman, but pink. Oh, stop it! <laughs> but pink with a with a shower cap on. Mm. The cricket was against yeah. the odds. The low the low point of the week. What next? What next? <laughs> well, we have got one more topic to cover, and um, we have, I'm afraid, saved the best for last. Helen Archer or Helen Tickner. <sighs> um, her son Gideon. I'm never calling him Jack. Yeah. And um, her legal tribulations. I said, um, I I feel like there is probably a small constituency of people who confuse any kind of discussion of Rob getting his way as some kind of support for Rob. So yeah. I want to be very, very clear. I am not a fan of Rob's. I'm not trying to support Rob's. But as I keep on hinting, like uh, Anna Tregoran came around and she's like, oh, well, you know, basically she said, oh, he's got rights. He can keep on applying. But, you know, he's. He's, 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 it's like vexatious litigation. He's using the court as a way of like stalking and bullying her. And then I was mm. thinking to myself, yeah, okay, that could be true. But also he might just want to see his son. I'm not saying that yeah. he's a good person, but he could just want to see his son. No one seems to be mentioning the fact that he is actually the child's father. And the mm. fact that he's a controlling freak who wants to bully and manipulate Helen doesn't mean he doesn't want to be a controlling freak who wants to bully and and, and and control Gideon. and see his son yeah yeah but he, yeah but actually actually he might want to see his son and I, I you know I'll say it one more time just in case people you know don't believe me I'm not saying I'm on on Rob's side but Anna, Anna Tregoran was kind of saying that like yeah you can't stop him from doing this yes legal like as the child's father he does have some right to access yeah. unless courts deem him to be too malevolent and dangerous. To actually go ahead with that, I, I, I mean, it, I'm, I doubt if it would be unsupervised, would it? No, but that, I mean, that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, of course. 
that would be an interesting plot line if they were if they then start to have a broader conversation about how um women who are raped or um uh, women who are in you know situations like Helen's I mean obviously mm. Helen was raped by Rob yeah how low the conviction rates are and how um mm. impotent the criminal justice system is in terms of successfully prosecuting these cases like it's a Mm. very very high bar that needs to be met to get some of these to get some of these convictions and i think that would be a useful conversation i just wish they could make it more interesting and speed up yes (laughs) yeah i again they're doing it in this way because it's kind of real time to her and so we've got to go through the real time suffering of her as well it's just quite painful rightly because it is painful as a listener isn't it yeah really it's not i was gonna say it's not entertaining i'm not saying that this abusive relationship should be entertainment Mm. but it's quite hard to yeah listen and be interested as a sort of casual listener to the archers I think the point is, is that we sort of accept. I'm not casual listener to the archers. I'm I'm sort of literally right, addicted to the stupid thing. But if you, if you, um, I think what we do with some of the serious plots is we accept that part of the pact of listening to the archers is there is a certain educative, edu- sorry, educational component yeah. to the show. Yeah. Whether it's agriculture um, or kind of like you know lessons yeah. from society, so we all accept that. But I think with Helen, I think at the back of my mind, it's like yeah, we've already learned some lessons from Helen recently. Mm. Like, you know, it's like we've done, we've done, we've done our kind of military service on this one. I don't have anything, <laughs> I don't have anything extra to learn. Like, it's like, yes, being a control freak, controlling husband is bad. Um, mm. the, you know, that uh, uh, these are the kind of. Um, it's torture for the woman involved, especially if they have a child and the protectiveness and, you know, you're haunted by it every day those people who are like, why doesn't she just kick him out? It's not as simple as that. Like, you know, there is a, there is a psychological component to being, you know, in an abusive relationship. Abuse doesn't have to just be physical. It can be psychological as well. Like all these things, learn, 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 learn. Can we please move on now? One thing that was mildly interesting is that Lee on Sunday, the very first episode of the week's uh, shenanigans confided in Ian that he basically feels quite inadequate, doesn't he? Yeah. I found that slightly interesting because Ian dealt with Helen quite well and and Lee said, oh, God, I wish I knew how to speak to her as you do. By the way, that's no attempt at an Irish accent. That's just my Ian. <laughs> so... It's kind of being queued up, isn't it? For Lee already feels inadequate in this whole scenario. Everything he said, everything I say seems to irritate Helen. (laughs) Now, Helen is saying, you go to America. Jack is my priority. You have to see that. So Lee's just going to go. Doesn't have to see that. Well, I know she's awful. She's so awful, despite all the horror, horrible things that are happening to her. She can still be awful. 
she's saying the right thing in terms of kind of saying, oh, yeah, Lee has to prioritize seeing Mabel and what's her name, right? So, you know, like she's acknowledging that as a father, he wants to go there. But, you know, you know, when you hear about these these um, children who are kind of suffering at Great Ormond Street, um, most famously, who's that wonderful actor who's talked very movingly about losing his son? Our American guy. Oh, uh, Rob. Rob Delaney. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things when you hear these parents who have a child who's you know, stricken with a terrible illness and then they talk about very movingly about how they then have to make this huge effort to kind of make sure the other children don't miss out too much. Mm. So it's like kind of like, um, you know, as difficult as it is, painting on a smile, making sure life is still fun for the other person. And I know Helen's traumatised and all this sort of stuff, but like it's it's very, very... Regardless of regardless of her motivation, regardless how understandable it is, it's very very short sighted to uh, um, she's ba- basically lo- use it or lose it. She's going to basically trash her relationship with Lee because she's so fixated on Rob. And yeah. um, I don't you know I don't wish that on her, but that's that's probably what's going to happen, right? But in amongst all of this, why is she not having any sort of counselling slash therapy? ongoingly and we'd have to hear that and we'd have to hear that well would we i don't you know they don't ever do that really do they you know i mean i'm not saying i want to hear it but she no one seems to feel like she could do with some professional help hitmen hitmen are professional aren't they (laughs) maybe she'll get hit in on the temple by a cricket ball at the t20 that would be good what else is a profession yeah, um, person a person using a wrecking ball at a building site. So that's a profession. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? I think she hasn't really, not as far as I'm aware, had. Did she have counselling right at the in the aftermath um, just, as part of the prison situation? Yeah, she had. Um, it's not. It's not official. It's not therapy, but she had her. Um, Genuinely, honestly, definitely working class mate in prison. Oh. <laughs> God, she ditched her quick enough, didn't yeah. she? There's a series of confidants, wasn't it? There was no fish. There was no formal therapy, I don't think. But I also, that that working class one. She she of course had a ponytail, didn't she? I could, that's the only thing I can remember them describing her as having. I don't have a ponytail. Does that mean I'm not working class, Gary? <laughs> yeah, nor do I. I've got a mum bun, you know, where you just scrape all your hair up to the top and it's like a messy bun. You, you're not got your red hair anymore, is it? Just some kind of like lank, kind of, kind of <laughs> lank, greasy mess. No, it's flaming. Yeah, but once it be, how, how, what's the frequency every now and again that, uh, uh, you know, our WhatsApp group always burns our retina out when you do one of your behind the head um, post salon shots. Yeah, I haven't done one of those for a while. I do think like when at some point I'm going to have to stop being a redhead, I think. No, no, it's it's part of your, part of your trademark. And I don't mean to be indelicate, Kerry. Um, one assumes there's a certain amount of grey underneath. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, I am knocking on. Yeah. And I don't know if it's maybe too much. I, you know, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm almost. Um, I mean, I was going about to say Pip Schofield then, but not the right time for that. Oh no, Peter, stop it! I've got almost Anderson Cooper white hair now. 
I'm quite excited. No. Yeah, you're yeah. blonde. No, it's almost completely white now. It's great. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Well, go with it. Low maintenance, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I'm looking for. I'm, I'm high maintenance. I'm looking forward to it being. No, I think it's part of your. Um, I think it's part of your uh, brand. I think it's good. Yeah, but I'm going to get my face is going to get more and more wizened, like a sort of old apple or something, with that red hair. Always, it's just it's going to get to a point where it's te- very, very wrong, and I think I'm borderline on that already. My, my mate Dan calls um, all of the people who live on the Kent coast. I think it probably applies to Brighton as well. All of the kind of locals who live by the seaside as leather faces. <laughs> Because it's there's there's all kind of it's just like you know the the the, the salty the, the you know the breeze the air the excess sunshine. Yeah, I'm never outside though. I'm always either at home or in a pub. So. You will, once you retire, Kerry, yeah, you'll look like um. I'm never going to retire. I tell you what, you're going to look like. You're going to look like a cross between um one of <laughs> those um one of those uh, uh one of those trophies of Victorian adventure we'll bring back from the Amazon Bay to Bay. Yes, on a stick and a troll yeah. doll. Must have been a troll doll and a headhunter's trophy. Yeah, that's what I look like already. <laughs> yeah, you've nailed it, definitely, with all that wispy hair on top. Let's celebrate that success with an ad and then um and then we can see what we've got left. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. In the tank. Lovely. So, Kerry, um, we have a little bit of news, don't we? So next week, um, Mm. all of our lives are incredibly hectic. And um, I think so we're going to take, I think it's a first in two years, we're going to take a week off. Yeah. But I think Matthew is threatening to do some kind of little Mm. thing for the Patreons. Yes. Well, my life isn't busy, but I can't do it sitting here talking all by myself you're a very very clever woman except when it comes to technology (laughs) yeah i'll send myself the zencaster link and just chat all by myself i'll do a monologue kerry and i had to talk this week because we were doing a bit of admin (laughs) and uh, it was basically like um it was like you know like calling your nana (laughs) he's really exaggerating listeners not by a huge amount though be careful peter or i'll tell them about your pepper mill oh yeah (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Kerry's a genius in all regards, including technology. Um, <laughs> nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. I'm um, okay. sorry. So I think Matthew might be. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to make any promises on his yeah. behalf, but I think he might be trying to do something in the week for the Patreons. Yeah. Um, a good opportunity to say we are so appreciative of um, the kind souls who um, contribute to Patreon. 
patreon.com forward slash the cider shed if anyone feels like getting involved it is it makes such a huge difference and then um the week after that hopefully kerry we will be back all three of us in yeah. with um lots of things to say so um, if people want to um keep the the fires burning while we're away for that week um where do they go at the cider shed pod on twitter do come along it's a right laugh as i've said before we have had a new five-star review as well peter oh, get in it dropped today blimey and it's entitled absolutely love this pod by team working gp in short this is just bloody fantastic they chat about the sodding archers <laughs> makes me feel better <laughs> and then in brackets what are you listening to mum oh the dot 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 as if that's gone on in their household you definitely need to hear it says so thank you team working gp for your lovely review that's a person with a proper medical degree as well so there you go you know we can't be that rubbish um uh, so kerry uh, yes People can, if they want to leave a review, they can find the link to do so on our podcast description. I yes. think um, three weeks ago, we had great success when Matthew wasn't here by just saying something vague like, um, go on the internet and type in the cider shed and you'll find Facebook and Instagram. And we got record numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say do that. Yeah, just go on Facebook, put cider shed in. It's either going to be us or some other shed full of cider. So it's a win-win, really. Yeah. Um, we haven't done any football-y stuff, which I know certain people will be very happy about. But I think on the 9th, we're going to have to do a who has won and who hasn't won and which the positions are in our fantasy football league because I, th I feel like we've neglected that. Yes. Because lots of people actually joined in and they've been swapping their teams about and stuff. And I think we do need to do a little roundup of the the stats. Yeah. And we do need to also talk to Matthew. How does he feel about the fact that Chelsea is now the new Spurs? <laughs> yeah, he's not here. Let's let's slag Chelsea off. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it for themselves. I think they're eleventh or twelfth, aren't they? <laughs> they are yeah. really the worst run football team in the world. It's glorious. Um anyway, um we need to get this um in the can and edited just so Matthew can listen to it and get and be get incredibly angry with us on WhatsApp. Oh god, he's gonna properly yeah, edit that out. He loves that team, it makes no sense. He's such a sensible man in all other ways, and then it's one massive blind spot. He's so lovely. It's all wrong, isn't it? Yeah. The the loveliest know. man supporting the worst team. Yeah. Well, Tottenham are arguably the worst, but... Yeah, they are the worst. According uh, to Jose Mourinho, anyway. <laughs> they, I fell in love with Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Kerry, have a lovely, lovely long weekend. Everyone yes. else, enjoy yourself. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much as always. Yeah, sorry if we were negative, but, you know, please send in to us suggestions on how we could have been more positive about the week that has just happened. Thank yes, you, it's, You can try and do it. Yeah, ask yourself the question. And genuinely get in touch and tell us mm. what what happened this week that we missed out on. That was great. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. Bye. Bye. Hang <laughs> on.